It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Nostalgic Album Podcast, where we listen to the songs of yesteryear to make our current lives seem less shitty. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to a very special holiday episode of the Nostalgic Album Podcast. I'm Stovepipe. I'm Alex. Merry Christmas, Alex. Merry Christmas, Justin. I would say happy holidays, but I know what holiday you celebrate. Yeah. We have the fire crackling behind us we again. Do. We don't have chestnuts roasting on an open fire, but... Nor do we have a Christmas tree downstairs, but there is a lovely one up in my living room. Oh, that is. That is very true. And we're drinking a fine... Uh, what the fuck is this? Ooh, <laughs> monkey, monkey fist. We stay, I stayed up north for this one. For this week's as well, up in also oh, heavens, Tra- that's so good. Also Traverse City, yeah. Oh, from damn, Monkey Fist Brewing Company, it's uh, GW's mm. Little White Lie. It is a cherry Belgian style ale. I usually hate cherry, but I always like Belgian, so that's what <laughs> it is. I've never had this. I hope my reaction is as good as yours. That is damn good. That is damn good. What is your most notable Christmas memory growing up? Oh, my. Oh, when I was a uh, very young lad, my uh, my grandparents were actually just in general <laughs> Christmas my whole life up until I was an adult and started losing people to you know old age and right. various maladies was pure chaos right because we had christmas at my grandparents on christmas eve mm-hmm. we had my dad's side somewhere vaguely near christmas there is an early christmas party for my mom's side of the family okay. that was a massive like family reunion style we had right. ours in the morning on christmas day and then we were at my i was fortunate enough to have due to varying due to divorces and remarriages an extra grandparent right the good stuff so we went to grandpa's house in the afternoon and that is how you become completely exhausted and have loads of presents and everything a small child could want in a Christmas, which is loads of presents. And then later just plain family time. And yeah. How about you? What about, what are some fond Christmas memories for you? I just, I just love, uh, I love Christmas. I love winter. I just think it's a great time. It it gets old come like January 15th, (laughs) but before that, I think it's the best season. The, my by far the one that was that sticks out the most is um, at my respective um, the respective sides of my family would each have Christmas um, there'd be Christmas Day which was spent with just my immediate family on Christmas Eve we'd have a wonderful cozy Christmassy party with the Stover side and the Stover side of the family are the ones who are funny and loud and obnoxious um, and uh, just ridiculous and then my mom's side the ructionies that's art which i still don't know how to spell it's lithuanian r-u-k-s-z-n-i-s i think when your mom pops up on facebook i contemplate yeah. how to 
pronounce her maiden name. Are you two friends on Facebook? No, but she pops up in the people you may know all the time, oh, yeah. and so does your dad. You're not friends with him on Facebook? He usually no. adds anybody who he knows likes music. I was going to say, which is fascinating that your dad hasn't added me because he's actually met me. They both have. I'll last t- Last time you played it. I, yeah, no, they, and they brought you up, and I said, I'm doing the podcast. Oh, yeah, oh, Alex. Um, I'll, I'll tell them they need your to. Your dad's fantastic. Yeah, Actually, yeah. your parents are a joy. Yeah, they sure are. I'm, I'm very fortunate. They, uh, well, my, my mom's Russian side is like my grandfather may have spoken 10 words in his entire life. Um, <laughs> he's the stoic man he's in all the very photos. Sto- he's, I mean, he's totally stoic. Um, and my grandmother was just a really nice Irish. Uh, not with an accent. Her her parents had accents, I guess, but she didn't. Um, but just just like she she said everything with a twinkle in her eye, mm-hmm. like like all Irish people do. And it's the conversation is always about you. Like, what are you up to? But when she did have a story, it would be just hilarious. You know, um, have you heard of this folk singer Nelson Eddy? Mm-hmm. Nelson Eddy is the according to her, and she was kind of full of it. Mom tells me, but according to her, this is one of the funny stories that she told out of left field. Uh, Nelson Eddy was the bastard son of her cousin. <laughs> so, I spent most of my family, I spent most of the uh, Christmases on my mom's side at the uh, Walkus family party, running around with my cousins trying to unmask and de beard Santa. My grandmother is to this day. The keeper of the suit. Yeah, <laughs> and, sounds like a well, it's, fantasy novel. It's um, she has this lovely Santa suit yeah. in it that I believe she sewed right in a box from Rogers Department Store. Yeah, and it's thirty plus, maybe older than that. Years old. Yeah. And it gets shipped around as each family has a turn to play Santa. That's I, lovely. And I recall very vividly running around a random church in Granville right. trying to unmask Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, that's a, that's a good story, Rogers. That's a, that's definitely a Grand Rapids old old Grand Rapids staple. Um, the the thing that the thing that sticks out from the Stover Christmases is just it was loud, funny, and and everybody was all over the place. My mom would always let me drink from her coffee, her her spiked coffee, you know, even when I was like five. Whereas the Rushney side, it was very quiet, you know, very my grandmother running over trying to make us all happy, and but I always got the same present from my grandfather. I'd always get some very American present, like I got my first tackle box and first fishing pole, my first baseball bat, all those. Super American-y things. It's um, very Maine, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I I mean, this is a great present. You know, I mean, if you're a kid, that's exactly what you want. But he would always get me and my brother. Um, he was a mechanic. He'd always get us a manila folder. It would be filled with a yellow Lego pad, a bunch of, like, those, like, number two pencils, and Monson Family Garage gold pens, which <laughs> never worked. <laughs> but, but... um yeah, that was that was that was uh, th- those are the things that I remember the most fondly. Christmas Day was just my parents always pulled out all the stops. They'd always get us like one big nice present, like a Nintendo or whatever the hell we wanted that year, and then just like useful stuff. So we, I like, I, I have very fond memories of Christmas. The uh, the overboard presents came from my grandparent, my grandma, and my mom's stepdad. So my grandpa. 
as I always, I still call him, because they were the ones who were very well to do. He owned yeah. a regional auto parts chain. Oh, nice. Oh, God. And so there was nice. a Christmas where it's funny because we like as adults. We theme. We realized there were themes to the adult gifts. Yeah, but like they were the ones who got me my first set of skis. Oh, nice! And yeah, yeah. They were the ones I got my first. If I remember right, I got my first video game from. I think it was a Sega. But like we call oh, the it first console. Yeah, the first console I ever got. We uh, was it the Sega Genesis or the? Oh, it was the Genesis. There was, there was, there was a Sega. <laughs> Regular too, right? Wasn't there? A- I, there was. Like it um, competed with Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And my brothers had an Atari, and so did the kids down the street. But yeah. the first one that was mine was the Genesis. Was the Genesis. So you had and Altered Beast. No, but I had a lot of Madden football. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of it, <laughs> and. But like we realized, there were themes to the. Adult gifts mm-hmm. every year. Like we call, there's one we call the leather jacket Christmas because everybody over age X got a leather uh-huh. jacket that wanted. That sounds it. like something for an awkward or, family photo. <laughs> it does leather jacket. It does when you think about it. It totally does. But then there's there was oh, Jesus, the, that's funny. the big one was like the computer Christmas. Yeah, because that was like the dawn of the desktop. Yeah, and that's right. Got, yeah. You know, six families, a desktop, and paid his guy from the corporate sure. office to set to them set up. up. Yeah, and that was just—it was mind bending. Yeah. And they still, even now that they've, you know, become firmly mm-hmm. less well-to-do than they were, right. still, you know, doing just fine. Wait, they, grandparents? Yeah. So you still have living grandparents? I do. How many? Just two. That's pretty rare for people our age. But I've gone from five down to two. So yeah, right. Yeah, because they mentioned the divorce family added. Yeah, I mean my my grandfather who said nothing but he said, "Huh, no." He uh, if you told him something interesting, he go, "Huh, no kidding." Mm-hmm. Um, if he was annoyed by something, he go, "Oh Christ." <laughs> or if he like dropped something, "Ah, Christ," <laughs> and that's all he said. And, uh, and 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 he'd play these practical jokes where I'd be like, sh- I was kind of afraid of him because he was this big dude who said nothing, but like I'd be shooting hoops and he'd sneak up behind me and go, Rah! and I'd just <laughs> shit myself and fly through the air. But um, he, um, where, where was I going with that? He died in 1997 um, because he accidentally ran over my grandmother. She was fine. She said she was a very strong woman. She was all right. I mean, she had to go to the hospital. But mom says he was never the same after that. And he got a brain tumor shortly after. Like, yep, it just killed him. Sometimes that's what it is. I was, yeah. I recall feeling, particularly later in life, looking back on my childhood, feeling very fortunate because yeah. we did, in my Christian school, we would have Grandparents Day. Oh, really? Yeah. We so definitely your, didn't have that. So your grandparents got I, to come for like two yeah. hours. I don't know what the purpose yeah. was, but I always felt special because all five of mine would show up. Yeah. Or at least three of them. Yeah. Which means I had one to share with the kid yeah. who didn't Oh, that's, all, show oh up. that's so nice. And mine were always... my. 
extra one yeah. was always willing to be That's that great. person's grandparent. Jeez. And so that makes Gr- me... Grandparents are so much better than regular parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My regular parents no, are pretty great. My, mine are, yeah, they are. <laughs> and I've you met yours. So. I've met yours too. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. You married yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I met your parents. They were lovely. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm... You made my dad cry, which is not hard I did? To it's not hard to do. Oh, okay. Oh, the speech thing. <laughs> the speeches were no shit. Some of the jokes went over his head. Let's yeah, that's fair. Well, they yeah, um, but you know, grandparents are are well. They're excited to see you. Whereas parents, I think, need plenty of vacations from me growing up. But grandparents, they always want to know what's going on. My Even mom my just... quiet grandfather liked to know what was going on. You know, my mom just wants me to visit more often. But oh, really? Up until recently, I was there every couple weeks because yeah. I didn't have a washer dryer of my own. <laughs> That's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. You need resources. But it gave me an excuse to visit. Yeah. Man, that's that's just talking about makes me makes me uh, sad that my my grandmother died in two thousand eight. On the Stover side, Eddie Stover died in two thousand three. My grandmother, um, she died in nineteen eighty five. I don't remember her, but he remarried a wonderful woman named Jody, and she just passed away five years ago. Shortly after, she was able to meet like my nephew and stuff. Um, and I remember her way more than the one who who was biological. But yeah, it's just just saying it out loud. And you associate them with the holidays. Mm-hmm. You associate that with them spoiling you, and you associate them with yeah, being a little even, bit quirky. Yeah. My uh, my dad's dad, my other grandpa, is responsible for like three of our best family stories before we finally do a coin toss. Oh, yeah. This is the this. Christmas one. We're, we're going off script yeah, a little bit. We're gonna, we might go a little long tonight, yeah. guys. But, yeah, mm-hmm. in tears, talking about our grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my grandpa is responsible for two of the best his family stories. He's responsible for the DeYoung family motto, which is, yeah, it was something to do. <laughs> Which is what is pretty much our blanket response yeah. to why'd you do that? <laughs> but like just knowing a, you that kind of makes sense. There's a story from his childhood where he got chased by a man who jumped out of his carriage to chase him because they called him the nickel teaser. And so when there was one day when we were visiting and grandpa, why'd you call that man a nickel teaser? You eh, something to do. <laughs> and then there was the, Why'd you do that? Add something to do. That's there good, was yeah. a, uh, they used to, my grandparents used to spend the summer at a, uh, the Christian Reformed campground on the lakeshore in Michigan. What's the name of it? Uh, the Christian Reformed Rec, uh, <laughs> of course it is. conference grounds. They love to plug their own name, don't they? Yes. Uh, we had a family nickname, which shan't be repeated as it's vaguely... Blasphemous. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should stay away from that. Just a hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. We all know what we mean, but oh, we, we shouldn't share that. Um, yeah, that's funny. But there was a day that he was cleaning up dinner, and their ritual was, you know, it's paper plates. You throw everything in yeah. the fire. And he got in the... He got into. He walked into the camper, and he. One day he's. Shit! I threw my teeth into the fire. He'd thrown his dentures in with his plate, and so then every time after that, the best part of yeah. that was getting him to retell the story because yeah. he just 
you'd say, Grandpa, what'd you say when you threw your teeth in right. the fire? He would get the most devilish look on his face, and he would just, shit, I threw my teeth in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, oh, the joy good. of watching him tell that story was just, yeah. uh, that was everything about that story. They, they, yeah, they they uh, they often are great storytellers. The, the quiet grandfather wasn't, uh, which is sad because, he had, I mean, he was a veteran who stormed the beaches in Normandy, did a covert mission, and he really did walk. He he really did walk like four miles to school, <laughs> not uphill both ways, but like he was the only one to get a high school education in his family, and he and he did it because he actually did walk like a ridiculous amount. Um, but the, the, I mean, that's the thing. Grandparents always have stories. You never know when it's true. <laughs> you know, it's probably a little mix of true and false. I have my grandpa's dog tags, so I know it was oh, true. Nice. He did, uh, my dad's dad was a cook during World War II, oh. and he was in India and some other places, no but never, never anywhere where there was heavy there, fighting. Heavy fight, fighting, yeah. What, um, what is the best Christmas present you've ever got, or at least the most memorable one? Mm. There's so many. <coughs> I mean... The big ones are memorable because they're big, but oh, wow, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are others that have become special because yeah. you know it was the last one from somebody, right? Or something like that. Is there anything that was like musically related that? inspired your love of music or a guitar not, or something not really actually not like for as long as i've been playing and building and tinkering yeah those don't that those presents never really were a thing that okay. caused it wasn't the thing no, I found it all on my own, which is... Well, you got a, you got a Sega Genesis, I guess, that... Yeah, that, I mean, there's one, you know, one story, I, <laughs> or the leather jacket, because those last for... Actually, so, the leather jacket's a so good funny. one, because the one I still have is from those grandparents. That is? But it's a second one. It's the second one. Was it brown or me. black? It's black. Because for a while, brown was hugely popular, mm-hmm. and then it kind of stopped, and black has stayed in popularity, yeah. while the brown one hasn't. That was that one's that one's a little more memorable because it was uh, my grandma was very pleased with yep. how good a deal she got on it. Right, and the one they actually bought me didn't fit. Right, and I took it back, and they gave me full sale price for it. Right, and so I was really excited because I bought another heavily discounted jacket right. that did fit, and like five other things. Right. So I was able to say, "Look what you, what yeah. else you got me?" Yeah, and that was. <laughs> but you know, I now that I think there were some. I remember pretty much every Christmas. I would say the thing that my parents did with Christmas, besides they just went all out. We had great food. We always had like appetizers throughout the day, so we were always grazing. Right. And um, but I would say the thing that they did that I think was good is they always got us a lot of books. Which are good for two reasons. One, obviously, it encourages reading. And I remember, like, friends of mine telling me, I, I, they'd be like, man, you got a lot of books for Christmas. Like, that was a boring thing. And um, so that was that was a good way of encouraging us to, I think, be thoughtful readers. 
But two, my brother and I would just read our books for the whole Christmas. That must have been kind of in their plan, if, like give Dad and I a little bit of vacation if time. We get, if well, we you, get Grandpa a book, we give it to him last because he'll he won't open anything else for oh. the rest of the day. He'll just sit there. <laughs> and read just it. read the book. He yeah. will stop doing everything and just yeah. read the book. Yeah, it's it's cozy though. You think about it, you just read on Christmas and eat. So, but we'll segue away from family things. Should we? Uh, Begin Do this thing, yeah, open it. A, all right. I will start with me since mine is out. Yeah. That's a lovely use of your packaging they, sticker, by the way. <laughs> it's a, Alex is opening a paper bag for yes. me. Ooh. I love that brand. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, I just know that you're a coffee addict. I am a... Uh, and there's like 17 percolators behind me oh. right now. Yeah, if anybody wants to buy one of those, please. <laughs> please buy uh, It's about three feet from Goodwill. Everything on that table behind Justin. <laughs> and a, uh, is that a new yeah. bar yeah. that you've done? Yeah. Apple I, Moonshine? Yes. I'll have to give you some feedback in the post Well, the first thing I ever gave you was terrible. Yeah, I, I gave was... you that hand cream because I wasn't good at the craft yet. And I've gotten a lot better. That was two years ago. <laughs> that hand, the hand cream was... No, it was shit. I, I feel good that it was shit because I've improved. The I've scent oh, was awful. fine. The texture and oh, the whole thing was bad. <laughs> I think that's a good. It's like Ira Glass. He plays. Uh, he plays his first. He reads his first story that he ever wrote aloud to like college classes <laughs> he teaches, and it's complete shit. And now he's a world class journalist. So I use that as an that example. That actually of, does smell really good. I'm yeah. just gonna leave that sitting right here. That's that a cold process great. too. That one had to. It had to sit for about six weeks. <laughs> Uh, made with lie, uh, I risked risked my life making that fucking thing for you. So, just don't make them shirtless, Walter White. <laughs> Probably not. Sure. So, happy Kwanzaa, buddy. Kwanzaa. Should I close my eyes? Nah. Okay. From way over here. What we got here? Those of us who. Oh Jesus. Can't be heard on mic because I'm too far away from the re- the pickup. Beer barrel, burp, beer barrel bourbon. Oh, it's New Holland. I love yeah. your whiskey. Yes, thank you very much. I'll drink this on the way home. <laughs> Please don't. You need you need to come back in two. Yeah. You need to come back no, in two weeks to do the next uh, round. I was actually hoping you would get me some alcohol, especially after this soap season. I was here. Beer barrel bourbon rested in new oak barrels before. Uh, there's a lot of bees in there before a three month of beery slumber. I, I love maybe, beer cask maybe, bourbon. Maybe don't read that label when you've been drinking. It's a very mur- mur- su- very susical. That is, thank you. You were about to get ten dollars worth of dollar bin records, but the pickings were. They were slim. Crap. That's today. better. <laughs> Alcohol is better. When in doubt, booze. Yeah. <laughs> We got each other things to drink. We did. There. And things, when whiskey related, the soap is... Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, Merry whatever Christmas. weird shit you listeners celebrate. I could care less as long as I get my presents this year. Chris Mahana <laughs> Kwanzaa Chris, that's, that's That's right. <laughs> or what, however that song goes. On the, way here, on the way here, I was listening to Jethro Tull's uh, Winter Solstice album. Mm. It's just dreadfully terrible. But well, I like it's, it. Je- it's Jethro Tull. Yeah. Any band with a flute. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, yeah. we must commence with the coin toss. 
Let's do that. A, Chris, a Christmas coin toss. Heads or tails? Tails. No, heads. 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 Final answer? Heads, yeah. It's tails. <laughs> of course it's tails. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You had your one. I had my one. <laughs> Well, we'll get you a different. It's teaching me humility. We'll get you a different coin for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Not as opposed to a. I was going to say it's as opposed to a, a, a same sided coin, but I've won once, so I know that that's not. Yeah, and it was after I, after I promised you, if you went fifty over oh, fifty, we'd get you a dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so you pick the Trans Siberian Orchestras. Christmas Eve and other stories. All right. To live up to the magic of your of your uh, your childhood Christmases. So much. Yeah, I was It's rare, but I was singing in the car again yeah. and that album is it's an image conjuring album right. because I've seen them perform it with the stage show and right. all the, It's very, you know, if hair metal made a Christmas album, <laughs> these are it. These are yeah, because they did right. And are they the? Do they have the? How many members are in the Trans Siberian? So many, so so many. They have when they're full steam and touring. They actually have two touring bands, mm-hmm. and it's I believe it's up to thirty people. Really. Um. That many, huh? Yeah. The the artistic direction, that I'm not sense. sure who's currently in charge of it, but... Do they play with other bands? No. They've just made so much money they can just do... Tri- I mean, they must be as loaded as... They, <laughs> they literally tour Christmas. They tour Christmas, and yeah. And that's it. They've done... Two albums that are not Christmas themed. Okay. That's right. I remember Schiller, we uh, had them. They did Beethoven's Last Night. Right. And then they took Forever and a Day to do an album called The Night Castle. Yeah, yeah. And and then the and then there's The Christmas Attic or something like that. Yeah, The Christmas mm-hmm. Attic and there's one more Christmas one. But uh How's the Beethoven one? It's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's hair metal Beethoven. Yeah. And they kind of like, they played up the story of the life of Beethoven, but... going Losing his hearing? Yeah. Their, uh, their bread and butter is obviously Christmas. Yeah, yeah everybody thinks immediately of... They are, they are almost like uh, 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 as part and parcel to Christmas as... All I want for Christmas is you and stockings Mar- and Christmas trees. Like it's- Mariah Carey's yeah. Christmas album, yeah. a staple of every department store yeah. since 1998. Oh, I know. I, I love every lick of it. The, uh, I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I shouldn't. Because no, man. It's- Mariah's legit. She can actually sing up a storm. And she can. She's very funny, entertaining. That vocal range is enormous. Yep. It's- and she's a little nutty, which I like. You know, I like when I like my musicians to be a little nutty. It makes me feel like they're... I was disappointed to find that Shania Twain's Christmas album yeah. wasn't mentioned anywhere on Wikipedia, but I feel I like she had one. I felt like she I did. Love Shania Twain. <laughs> I, I like, feel like it was like that in kind of stuff because, like, 
for the longest time, my mom's rotating six Christmas discs yeah. were the Mariah Carey one, the two Trans Siberian Orchestra ones. Yeah. I think it's starting to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you guys doing with it? <laughs> yeah. And like Kenny G yep. and Mannheim Steamroller. Yep. And Mannheim, I can't take. My wife's seen it. She said it was a giant ad. Oh. For like, oh, I was feeling a little sick and I bought some of this Mannheim steamroller cocoa. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Trans Siberian Orchestra a couple of times. And the best part about it was hey, last year we made a pile of money, so we brought more fire. Yeah. The first year. Oh, they have pyrotechnics at it? Pyro, lasers. Huh. Shit coming out of the floor. Do they have like snow. fake snow or anything? Hell like yeah. Oh, cool. I would go to that. It's every, it is like Christmas on 11. Yeah. It's like spinal tappy almost. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like one of the years that we went, my mom made us dress like it was a Christmas thing. Because it's a Christmas thing. Yeah, so I was there in a sweater, and it was hot as hell. <laughs> and the next year we went, and my mom wanted us to dress up again. And I said no, yeah. because I knew Fuck it was no, going to be so hot in there. Because I'm like, they literally said last year that everything they Every dime of profit they make outside of paying everybody goes back into more lights and yeah. more fire and more snow. And so the show is just not, like a Christmas circus. It is ridiculous yeah. and it is awesome. Yeah, I gotta see that. <laughs> it is. Where did you see him? Van Andel Arena. It's. A Vandal, it's okay. I think my parents went the one year they went as a like just as a parents thing the one year they played DeVos place before okay. they graduated before they gradually don't they have like narrators like a guy come yeah. out in Victorian garb and like hello <laughs> not quite Victorian okay. but everybody's in like yeah. three piece suits with tails and jeez that's cool it's one s- one day I'll see them so cool what one um, day when we don't have masks <laughs> right and well, we're we're getting Please closer. Go donate to saveourstages.org. Oh, we yes. haven't mentioned we, we didn't we mention did. we them last week. Every time. But yeah, saveourstages.org. As far as we know, exactly one week into the future at the time of this taping, they yeah. still need your help. Yeah. And if you ever want to see a live band again, right. if you want your favorite singers <laughs> to your favorite musicians to eat food again, uh, and and make their mortgage payment without getting a real right, job. Right. Um, yeah, saverstages.org. Locally, we have Pyramid Scheme, Tip Top, Founders, Rockies, kind of. Uh, uh, Only when listing they fix room. the stage. Only when they fix the stage, yeah. <laughs> uh, listening room for the new one that was barely open, and then this shit happened. So, yes, please support. The, you're, you're welcome even on our Instagram to put your favorite ones in your local areas. So, yes. Saveourstages.org. Speaking of stages that don't need to be saved, though. No, they do. Even the big ones need to be saved. It's a whole industry, a whole cohesive industry. The Van Andel Arena, where you saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra. What was the first year that you saw them? 
Oh, 2010 or 11, oh, okay. I want to say. It was pri- it was prior to Nightcastle the first couple of times we saw them and they were still like they were mid recording of it. Mm-hmm. So they were playing songs that were going to be on it. Yeah. Like they were doing one of the heaviest pyro things that was like cuz they did like an not Christmas section. Okay. They'd like the first hour or whatever is like an entire album front to back but then they like did Carmina Burana oh yeah and like that that when they when they do that it is nothing but fire like the entire time that song is like what the soundtrack of hell probably (laughs) is not in a bad way not like you know I I might disagree because I do have an album that is centered that is is a concept album written around Dante's Inferno oh no kidding (laughs) yeah but it's that's is it like a lesser known album it is it's uh I feel like everybody has heard Carmina Burano if you have a mild dabbling in opera you have um yeah the album is called I'll just sing Carmina Burana while you get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with whale <laughs> the album is called Abandon All Hope by oh. Gretchen Men. Wow, that's a, uh, that really brings a Christmas spirit out. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> is it pretty good? It is, but it's instrumental. So, I like how's the night castle? It's okay. Okay. They locked themselves into Christmas a little bit. I I struggle with like Beethoven's last night too because it's yeah. not Christmas. It's not Christmas. It's magical and and fun exactly. and, and it's got the heavy metal thing. So, I, I was thinking instead of a elevator speech, and I feel like there's no need for me to uh, give too much feedback on the album, uh, but um, your elevator speech. Rather than that, what is the perfect Christmassy, holiday centric setting you should put yourself in? Like, grab your Christmas pipe and a bag of cuties, <laughs> crack some walnuts, and drink. To, what? Go, go for it. Hmm. Mine is probably about to change, but because I'm curious to see as. All the new changes in my life, you know, right. impending fatherhood, new yeah. marriage and whatnot. Yeah. I've grown to enjoy my wife gets me a nice bottle of scotch mm-hmm. for Christmas, typically. Yeah. And I save the last glass until we do right. our presents every year from yeah. last year's bottle. Yeah. So I enjoy that very much. Oh, okay. I'm curious to see what about... Our Christmas yeah. begins to change as we right. redefine what our yeah. <laughs> life looks like yeah, a little exactly. bit, right? Or a lot of bit. <laughs> so, listening to this while you're having your your special drink mm-hmm. uh, is is the perfect Christmas setting. Yeah, I might listen early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, this is it was a great album. <laughs> it made me just want to see it live. I mean, I had heard it before. Uh, if I hated this album. Um, 
I feel like I wouldn't even say because <laughs> it's Christmas episode. I want to be positive, but no, it was it was wonderful. I mean, it's a it's a obviously talented band. They're a, they're a Christmas staple. They uh, it's hard to even envision an American Christmas without at least mentioning these guys once. So well, now they have they again have kind of in a short span right. of time created that like ubiquitous listen like right. we talked about with James Taylor last yeah. week where yeah. like some of their instrumental songs are mm-hmm. in a commercial every year right. or somebody sets their christmas lights to it right yeah i'm usually looking for the guy who sets his christmas lights to rain and blood by slayer <laughs> <laughs> cuz that's hilarious <laughs> You mentioned Slayer. I realized we never we talked like three times about doing the Bad Religion Christmas album. And, it's too uh, young. It's, it's too young. I that is a great album. It. I love that he's like a super like he's like a professor of and renowned and very open atheist. And it's like a superly superly. It's a very lovely uh, take on Christmas. Uh, so do check that out if you <laughs> haven't heard that one. It's a it's a fun little twist to Christmas. Yeah. I pick enough punk and things that right. tie erstwhile to punk that uh, bad religion is going to get brought up a lot here. So, what's your least favorite Christmas song? <sighs> wow, you can do versions too. Like mm. I like the song, but I hate the version. I hope no Beatles fans massacre Uh-oh. for me for this, but. Happy Christmas by Paul McCartney is the worst. Is that thing. the simply having a wonderful Christmas? Yes, that's yeah, a terrible song. I hate not many that people song. like that song. No, that's a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney. Wonderful Christmas time. I said Happy Christmas, which is the John Lennon one, which I dislike. I don't almost, like that one either. It's like almost it's like as much. The one of Very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's like nauseating. It's like woke. Nauseation. I just <laughs> woke nausea. It's, I hate to say it, but both of those songs are just <laughs> they're money grabs at a holiday, and Paul McCartney with a synthesizer is just horrible. I yes. hate it so much. <laughs> I, I I hate that. And the thing about I think a lot of people don't like that John Lennon one that much because I think like yes, we all should that. This is Christmas, and what have you done? Like, yes, we should all give more money to those in need and remember how lucky we are <coughs> during Christmas. But let us enjoy it at the same time. You know, I Stop browbeating me with the fact Jesus. that I'm a crap person yeah. who didn't do enough. Like, things. I get this, you know, life is hard. Let us enjoy our friggin' holidays, you morons. Can I just have one day where yeah. I'm not reminded that I haven't done that enough a piece nice of shit. things for my neighbor? Yeah, I hate it. Um, my uh, the the only Christmas song I don't like the Christmas songs that it's obvious that the makers were worried that we were taking the Christ out of Christmas, so they wrote an overly Christian like the the Christmas shoes and Mary did you know where he, oh Christmas you know, shoes like Christmas shoes is just like it's just I feel like it was written by the Republican National Convention um, for you know to oh. save Christmas from you know not being written on Starbucks cups and I feel like Mary did you know that's that's uh, mansplaining the incarnation <laughs> I have a little bit of a weird soft spot for Mary did you know because there's a 
a version that no one other than me and probably a few thousand people yeah. in the Grand Rapids area have ever heard because yeah. the church that I used to go to, yeah. my mom wrote their living nativity. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's it's been going on for this year might be the no first shit. time. I remember in 20 years that it hasn't happened. I ran huh. the light show for most of it. No kidding. And I can, in my head, I can still do the light cues. I could probably do it without yeah. the script. But, uh. Huh. Okay. They. Is it Methodist? No. It's uh, CRC. CRC. They had. She's Methodist now. Now, yes. Okay. But um, they had, she had people from the church choir yeah. sing all the songs that she wanted in the thing. Right. So now there are songs that I'll hear <laughs> out and about, yeah. and I'm like, that ain't right. That's yeah. how you that that's just, song. That's, I know. <laughs> now, Thanks, that one's better Mom. than... That one's better than Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes is a true oh, turd. That's a, a, a turd well, stain it's a on Christmas. Sad song about Sh- about shit. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's just not good, no. and I hate it. <laughs> the thing is, I actually like it about as much as I like the John Lennon one, which I know is really going to make people cringe that I compared the Christmas I'm, shoes to a oh, song I'm written by a Beatles I, member. But I'm sorry, I beat up on two Beatles in one yeah. podcast because I love the Beatles, but they deserved yeah. it for those. Um, the, the other, um, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Christmas album or mm. Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song. Mm. You can do versions of it too. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby, Christmas. <laughs> can you imagine going caroling and singing that song to people? Say, so this is Christmas. What have you done? <laughs> They'd either like cry out of guilt or throw things at you. <laughs> yes. Get hit with like a ham. Prick, a... I volunteer for UNICEF. <laughs> Get hit with a ham yeah. and an unopened can of beans. <laughs> In the dick. <laughs> you really hit the high note. Oh, God. You deserve every bit of it, too, for singing that shit song. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, your, your favorite Christmas album, song, or version of a Christmas song? Actually... Doesn't James Taylor? I feel like James Taylor did a version of "Walking in a Winter Wonderland" on his Christmas. I can totally album. picture it. I, I don't and recall if he if he did. I yeah. love it. If he didn't, he should have. Yeah, that song is perfect yeah. for him. He doesn't. America's grandpa doesn't need me to tell no. him, but no. I'm going to tell him anyway. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, my favorite one is the David Bazan Christmas one. His version of. Um, uh, God rest your merry gentleman talks about him losing his faith, and it's really mm. powerful. Have you heard it? Drinking the Christmas whiskey. Well, it's like his mother always no, took out. But the I'll G- have to. Yeah, his mother growing up always used to take Jesus out of the manger, and then on Christmas Day would put it in there, and it sh- it's, it shows him taking out. He does the same thing when he has a, a family. He mm-hmm. takes out the Jesus, but you know he's going through this crisis of faith, and he doesn't put it back in there. Mm-hmm. And the line is. I'm, uh, you know, da, 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 da. he goes. I'm drinking Christmas whiskey, wondering if I still believe. And it, it's it's actually it sounds like it could be preachy, like the John Lennon one, but it's like super gets me every time, man. <laughs> like, I'll have to I'll have to find yeah. it. But let's do we do we need to talk about your side of? I don't. I think I gave about TSO. all. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going positive. It's on this a little one. bit. It's a little bit bubblegum Christmas. 
That's what. That's the best part about Christmas. You know, bubblegum, sugar, candy, exactly. plums, stupid movies, and eating eating candy yeah. canes that may or may not be entirely rotten three weeks later. <laughs> that's, no, there's nothing wrong with Let's that. Let's talk about John Denver and the Muppet. So Trans-Siberian Orchestra, we both liked it. We both like Christmas. And now it's time for John, John Denver, Denver and the and Muppets. The Muppets, A Christmas Together. I guess that's what it's called. <laughs> you picked this, so tell me something about it. This was the... This is one of I mentioned in our last episode. John, John, James Taylor was the first um, singer songwriter I'd ever heard. This album was the first Christmas album I'd ever heard on vinyl. Wow, because <laughs> that's the only medium that existed <laughs> besides eight tracks when I first heard this in 1983 <laughs> or four. Mine was Elvin and the Chipmunks Christmas. Oh, jeez. Also on I like vinyl. That one. Yeah, which if I had found it today. Would have been your Christmas present. I feel like the chipmunks were made by a guy who accidentally sat on his recording console and hit the high speed button. It's like, wait a second. It was either that or a guy who really loves sucking the helium out of balloons. (laughs) 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 The thing is, I mean, it's like the pet rock. It was. It didn't need to exist, but you're glad it does. And whoever made it exist is loaded. <laughs> whoever invented it's the chipmunks, that's all we want is to make a little dough in this I'm, world without I'm much effort. I'm still hoping for my million dollar idea. That's that <laughs> yeah. simple. I have a few brewing. Yeah, and hopefully, Elf, Elf on the Shelf is is a pet rock type idea. Like, I hate that guy. I do too. But whoever it does nothing, and it made that. him a ton of money. The chipmunks do have no talent. Somebody sat on their console, and now they're loaded. The aforementioned thrown can of beans. Beans into the, into the groin area, yeah, while should singing be, a, woke, a woke Christmas song. Uh, should be directed at the guy uh, who came up with Elf on a Shelf. Elf on a Shelf, yeah. Uh, um, uh, my parents were huge John Denver fans, so I'm not surprised this was... Uh, I just remember listening to this in the living room and having the record, holding it, and the Christmas tree would be out, and it'd be, it, it was good good times. Um, so, yeah, let, let me have it. That's, oh, <laughs> that's I mean, the origin story. I will, you know, I will admit this was a... This was a hard listen for me. I, you know, <laughs> I'm fine with John Denver. Yeah. But he's a small doses. It's not right. like James Taylor for right. me where I can just kind of put it on and right. ignore it. This is the only John Denver album I like. I like I like songs of his. I do not like his albums. I loathe some of his later work. He has a song called Dancing with the Mountain, which is the worst song I've heard in my entire life. It's worse than the woke John uh, John Lennon song. And it shows him skiing in the video. It's very bad. But this this album, I felt like, A, he looks like a Muppet. And B, I feel like his songs I never liked because they're goofy and silly and new agey. But the Muppets were that, um, but in a way that you didn't take itself seriously. Whereas John Denver obviously took himself do, very seriously. If you do so, enough of the right kind of drugs, the Muppets are <laughs> the pinnacle of New oh, Age I thinking. Love it. it is. Well, I, this, this album is like there's that song like "Listen to the next Christmas, listen to the birds and the some hippie shit, this New Age baloney." But it's I like it. <laughs> you know, I recall being listen to the very thoughts. disappointed that. 
the Swedish chef was not oh, he included. Did. He in wasn't, the was he? Day, in the 12 days pork, of Christmas. Pork, 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 pork. <laughs> lurdy, lurdy, lurdy. On the seventh day of Christmas, hurty, flirty, flubin. Or something. Oh, I would have loved that. Instead of me, 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 me. That whole song shouldn't be good, and it's great. But it, you know, it did suffer that. from a lack of... Hurdy gurdy birdie. No, he should. He should do. Uh, I said hurdy gurdy. A hurdy gurdy man. They should have the Swedish chef do that. Speaking of oh, least God. favorite Christmas carols, that it's just very long. I'm just really sick of everybody <laughs> adding up how much that Christmas carol costs every year. Someone <laughs> has to do it. But, oh, the oh the the, yeah. the the balance sheet of yeah. the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, it's just. No, it's expensive. We got it. Oh God! I just thanks. When I when I hear it, I remember there's this guy named George Place. I went to school with. He was about a foot tall, and he um, did this. Uh, they had like this uh, Christmas uh, assembly that we did instead of going to class, and they had students read a Christmas poem, mm-hmm. and he picked the Twelve Days of Christmas. And accidentally, he tried to just read it as a poem, but he accidentally would sing it at the end, and people made fun of him, which was not nice. But <laughs> but um, he'd be like, but on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love came to me, and then accidentally, a partridge in a pear tree, and George Place's tone-deaf uh, melodies. But um, yeah, it's a terrible song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been gravely... I like it, because I like the Victorian Christmases. Um, I love uh, Christmas Carol and Cutie Oranges and all that. But that song is just very long, um, and even the Muppets can't save it. But if they had had the Swedish chef, go lurdy, lurdy, or bork, bork, borky, bork, that would have been great. I feel like the 12th day of Christmas would have been more appropriate for him, and then they could have given Hermit Day 6 right on top of Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy sings five golden rings, right? Yep. Because she's a... <laughs> high class, high pig. class, yeah, right. <laughs> um, the uh, you know a good uh, Muppet related Christmas thing that I like even better than this album. This album, I mean, it's goofy and I like it because it reminds me of being a kid again in Christmas. But there's a on YouTube you can find it. It was made in 1984 or 85, and they have all the Muppets from Sesame Street and. The Muppet Show wow. congregate in a farm home in the country, and it's really good. It's just crazy. Um, I mean, obviously they were on some drugs or something when they made it. So it's Fozzie Wake's Christmas party from yeah. the Muppet Christmas. Th- no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, pretty much. But like, and at the end, Jim Henson shows up, and then he, he's like doing the dishes on a pile of drugs. On a pile, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> injecting heroin into his butt butthole. Uh, but uh, we might have to delete that one. I don't oh know. no, we're keeping that one. But um, he, um, <laughs> I'm not erasing that one. That was that came from the heart. <laughs> the, the butt, butt in this case, but no, it's uh, but it's good. What is it's, it's like a Muppet family Christmas. Um, but anyway, this album. You got any more? <laughs> there's not much. I mean, there's not a lot. No. I feel like. John Denver is the explanatory Axl Rose of himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's God. Because he's like, there's the, which one is the one where he's like, oh, Silent Night. Yeah. He like, they sing the first verse right. in German and then he yeah. like explains the origin of Silent Night. Yeah. And I was trying to, I was working on a room in the house while I was listening to yeah. this. And for a split second, I went, 
did he just say Hans Gruber wrote Silent Night and can I make a Die Hard joke? <laughs> please, please tell oh, me. And yeah. then it wasn't. And I was really sad. Yeah. Because this album was And that losing, could have saved it. It was losing steam really yeah. bad. No, it's, it loses steam. Like, actually, this song was written blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, I think he was a like Axel was a he both was a control freak in this in in writing the song and the production and in this listener's interpretation of it because I think he definitely explained what the song was about in certain verses. I'm John verses. Denver, and I'm really just here to explain the song and yeah. so not do anything else. Yeah, and cash well, this check. There, there's a a, a um, acquaintance of mine who's one of my favorite songwriters of all time, David Mallet, mm-hmm. who wrote the Garden Song, mm-hmm. who which John Denver covered. And Dave Mallett did, um, he, when I did the house concert series, he played at it all the way from Maine. He was playing at like a, a camp, and then he did our house show for... Um, $8? No, no, it was it was like, we shuttled like a grand for him. Yeah, no, we, he's, I mean, he's one of my favorites of all time. He we were like nice enough to do it for $9 yeah. in a can of Pepsi. <laughs> no, no, we, it was like a, a can of... Many cans of beer and uh, no, it was it was a good time, man. But um, I afterwards, um, I think I can say this on here. Afterwards, I went and smoked a joint with him. Of course, I'm gonna mm-hmm. with my favorite songwriter, uh, and and I asked him. I was feeling pretty brave. I'm like, so what? He, I mean, he hung out with like Pete Seeger, and I think he he toured with Bob Dylan. Or and but I asked him like questions i said what was john denver like and he said he was one of the most intimidating men i've ever met in my life he said he was like he was a control freak very um very um tough to tough shell to crack and um just he had a huge he had like a what do you call it when you have people following you every entourage he had an entourage with him of hippies everywhere he went who worshipped him. Surprising, because like I was flipping through the uh, John Denver section at yeah. the corner record shop for <laughs> the vain hope that I would come across a yeah, copy of this I would this love album. this one, because I, I had to sell that. With and I, it was struck to me how much he looks like an adult Jonathan Taylor Thomas oh my in gosh, my he 90s does. brain. Jeez, <laughs> like, you're right, especially on the like, front of this cover. Mm, you know, wow, <laughs> this is '90s colliding with 1971. Yeah. You know, it's just funny because he has like this hippy dippy, not even hippy dippy, but like uh, no hippy, no hippy dippy, yeah. um, like uh, the fringe nature, oh, yeah. the fringe leather jacket. Yep, and... and all his songs are about being outdoors. Even the love songs are kind of like about being outdoors a little bit. Um, but Less like about a woman and more about the woods, right? Yeah, that's right. yeah. What's this about? But like, but hearing and I've heard that not just from from David Mallett, but from other people. Like, but in his personal life, he was kind of an intimidating, not that friendly well, control he, freak. He died in a spectacular manner. He was decapitated. In an he was exper- decapitated in an experimental aircraft crash. I didn't know he was decapitated. Boy, that ruins the Christmas spirit of this. But people are just going to picture hey. his decapitated head flailing through the... Now, the Swedish chef will say yeah. picture Pork. him singing all yeah. of the 12 days of one Christmas. De- one decapitated with- head. <laughs> one John Hurtty Flirty Flirty So his head got cut off by an experimental craft that he should not have been he, that using. That was apparently one of his th- like, weird... 
I spend my, I don't know where I got this money on, was experimental God. aircraft. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be afraid to open all the presents my mom just sent me because I open it and there's a John Denver head in there or something like that. No. <laughs> That's what you should have got me. Whiskey and a uh, John Shrunk Denver's. John Denver done it. I did not know that he was decapitated. That's actually kind of awesome. I think that might be a rumor. I no, that's I kind totally of hope true. It is, but I feel no. Like I it's want it accurate. to be true. I want it to. Uh, <laughs> I want it to be true. Um, but uh, the the album, I think, is. Um, I think it's a. I think it's a good artifact of its time. I think I can't imagine many people will enjoy it unless they grew up with it. Uh, and I wouldn't say this album has become part of the like Trans Siberian. You mentioned Mariah Carey, where you're going to hear it on the radio. You're going to enjoy it, even if you don't like to admit it. And it's hard to imagine Christmas without those. I don't feel like this album uh, quite has reached that level because, um, it's like I said, it's just a very much a product, product of its time. That being said, I enjoyed it. I wanted to eat a big bowl of figgy pudding as soon as I listened to it and skip through the snow while looking at Christmas lights on houses as the decapitated head of John Denver flew past me and sang uh, Mama. Okay, so the decapitated part is a rumor. He did die in an experimental, an experimental aircraft, aircraft crash. Okay. I'm, no, in my mind, he is a headless John Denver. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, when I was in... He was born in Roswell, New Mexico. That makes perfect sense. This so he wasn't even... Uh, so, so much. So the experimental aircraft was a UFO, and he, yes. he was an alien, and they were just covering it up. When I uh, One of the first concerts I went to by myself was Five Iron Frenzy, mm-hmm. and the, John Denver had just died, and they said, if somebody comes up here and makes up an impromptu poem about John Denver, <laughs> we'll give you a free album. So I went up there and did it, and I got a free Five Iron Frenzy <laughs> album. I wish I had known his head was cut off. I would include that in the poem. <laughs> So did you like this album? It sounds like you didn't oh <laughs> really God. like it. It was so much. hard to get through. Oh, it's I, impossible to get through. It it wanted, it made me want to watch Muppet Christmas Carol. Which, Instead of listening to the album, I don't Which I'm going to do anyway because I love that movie. It made and me want to turn like, to a different medium altogether. <laughs> one, of those, one of the two things that I need to watch during Christmas are Muppet Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. Don't mind my dishwasher. No, it's fine. It sounds like a Christmas song. (laughs) So do you like John Denver? Not really. Yeah, no. I like songs of his very much. I don't. There uh, are finite number of song that I like. (laughs) Yeah. I got to find out for my brother. There's a song that he, my brother likes a lot of his songs. And I guess Evan Dondo of Lemonhead's fame does a really good cover of it. I believe that, that. that. Yeah, that and my brother was like, it's actually better than the John Denver one because it's not hard. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I you know I like a country mama and I like I don't like leaving on a jet plane except it's funny. Um, no, I, I I like the harmonies in country country road or whatever it's called. I can't think of another song as I like besides the Muppet country ones. roads take me home. Country leaving yeah. on a jet plane there. That's it. Yeah, Finite and you of- and you cried on my pillow, which is terrible. And, a finite number of song we like by John Denver. I feel like he's kind of um, like people do like him, but he's an acquired taste. It's not like John, like a you have James to, Taylor where everybody likes I feel him like a little you bit. You have to have grown up with John Denver yeah. to like him. Yeah, 
it makes sense that my parents would like him. I mean, they weren't. My dad was was kind of a hippie. My mom was an outdoorsy type. Um, so that makes sense that they would like him. I mean, I think a lot of parents from the seventies <laughs> liked John I Denver. I was surprised when I went through my parents' records that there was no John Denver. Yeah, that's where I usually find those ones. Like your Air Supply and your John Denver records. <laughs> Are usually in your parents. Flash. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that might depending on the age of your siblings, it yeah. might be in theirs. They might be in theirs. But I feel like every record collection always has a Boston album. That one's mine. Yeah, I love I love those guys. Brad Delp. Rest in peace. Oh, I wish he hadn't have done that right before I went and saw them. Oh, you saw them two thousand and four. And he had already kicked the bucket. He committed suicide the yeah. summer before I went and saw them. I love Boston. And I was so yeah heartbroken and sad. Right. And right. then I kind of then I did more research and realized that he's the only piece of that band that survived yeah. any original recording. Oh, I'm, that yeah, isn't I'm sure. Tom Schultz. Tom Schultz. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, you know what? It's kind of fine, I guess. Still sad, yeah. But the fact that Tom Schultz pretty much went through and re-recorded every instrument right. on his own, right? After it got done, after it got done, which is why it takes them forever. It takes them longer than yeah. Tool to do a new album, and yeah. that's something. You know, here's a little. Here's a story about, uh, and this is true. Uh, my dad's got a friend named Mike Hallett who had mm-hmm. a recording studio. And he used to play, he was like a hired gun in Maine mm-hmm. for a while. Like if Boston was coming through and they needed someone to play guitar, my dad's friend would play. And he knew Brad Delp. And this was in like our super like backwoodsy town in Howland, Maine. Um, my dad's friend had a recording studio and Brad Delp came to it once with another mm-hmm. musician that my friend so. So that's a six degrees from Brad Delp type situation. And we'll get to Kevin Bacon later. Yeah, that's right. Just, I feel like this Christmas thing got dark from the decapitated head of John Denver yeah, to Brad Delp. I didn't want to. Biting the, biting the bullet. But I didn't. Christmas is a dark time too. It was. Well, Krampus will tell you as yeah. he takes your naughty, naughty children. Oh, I love it. So let's, let's close on this. What do you like? What do you like best about Christmas? I was actually just reminded of another another decapitation story. Air quotes Christmas Carol oh. <laughs> by a friend of mine via text. Christmas in Hollis by Run Oh, DMC. I love that song. Oh, it's a great song. The only time that Santa ever leaves his wallet behind, <laughs> and that that's right is I love the that. Greatest. It's a great video. It's, it's a great song. Great band. <laughs> I love Run DMC. We'll have to do that. And when I got home. There it was under the tree, a letter from Santa with a dose of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I feel like we should like finish the podcast with a clip from that if we if, if it was free to do so. If we could if <laughs> legally we, do though, if we could get enough other than just like the scratches yes. of deck the halls, and yes, not have to pay BMI or ASCAP right, right. or CSAC up the ASCAP or. Yeah, uh, <laughs> any of those. So, so yes, you end on. Let's end on our favorite things about uh, Christmas or the winter or holidays. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just no. thinking of John Denver at this point. <laughs> I hate winter now, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, my favorite thing about Christmas is this lovely roaring fire. It is Jameson lovely. in my cocoa. That is perfect. <laughs> I agree. 
My favorite thing about Christmas is Christmas movies, and that is includes Elf. That includes uh, 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 that one you said, the It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. and um, Muppet Christmas, Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol, Die Hard. It, yeah, Die Hard's yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut is <laughs> a good Christmas one. Technically speaking, it happens at Christmas. It happens time. at Christmas. Uh, so yes, no, Christmas movies is my favorite thing about uh, Christmas, and my all-time favorite one um, is it's it's Elf. At the end of the day, what's yours? <laughs> Probably Muppet Christmas Carol. That's a good one, but depending on. My mood. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, that's because I love Jimmy Stewart. But yeah. Rear Window is a better Jimmy Stewart movie. <laughs> All right, we'll take that on on uh, a roaring chorus of "We wish you a merry Christmas." One, two, three. One, two. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. You don't get to hear our picks for the New Year because it'll be. January 1st, before you hear a new That's episode. Right. Yes, yes. So you'll have to wait, and it'll be a we'll surprise just like 2021. Nice. Good night, everybody. Good night. And John Denver's head. <laughs> John Denver's I'm leaving that one on.